You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? Welcome back to another episode here with your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. I'm a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to your second to last episode of the week here, your Thursday episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. And I hope you guys enjoyed yesterday's episode if you got a chance to listen to it. It was a little bit of a different turn that Brad and I took in that episode. We went in a head-to-head matchup looking at Sean McVay as a head coach and Kyle Shanahan as a head coach and kind of compared those guys. And I felt like that was a very fun episode. It was a different one, obviously, something we haven't really done up until this point. But debating is always fun. But now we're going to turn it back to the similar episode that we had earlier this week. And we're going to continue our training camp positional preview series here. Except it's not going to be on quarterbacks. This episode is going to be dedicated to the running back room. And I feel like we're now starting to get into the more interesting positions on this roster. Because quarterback, we all know what's going to happen there. Matthew Stafford is the guy. He's going to be the number one player in that room. And knock on wood, I'm sure everyone... From fans to the coaching staff to the general managers and the front office staff is hoping that Stafford is the only quarterback to take snaps for the Rams next year. So not a very interesting position in that regard. But the running back room, I think, is going to be much more fascinating. You know, you look at some of the names that the Rams currently have at this position, and it's a very deep one. Cam Akers is probably the aforementioned number one name, the running back one in this backfield. And we don't know if he's going to wear number three or 23 this season. I'm still curious to see what ends up happening there. But this is a former second round draft pick, a 52nd overall drafted player in 2019 for the Rams, a guy that is clearly a supremely talented individual, a five-star recruit coming out of high school when he went to FSU. So, you know, that really talks about how talented he is. But he's not the only guy in this backfield that has some potential. You look at... Daryl Henderson coming up right behind him, a former third round draft pick himself coming out of Memphis. He had the college football scene in his grip. I mean, this is a guy that averaged the most yards per carry per attempt in college when he was there. That guy was truly dominant at the collegiate level. And we've gotten to see him at the NFL level now. And it's clearly translated as well. This is another guy that has been talented at this spot and in this new league, I guess you can call it this highest level of competition. And it translated well. This is a guy who I think is going to have a legitimate role for the Rams this season. But we're going to discuss in the next segment and then in the last segment as well, just how big of a role that might be and where all these guys may stand out. After the first two, which I think are the two you know, slotted in very firm spots in terms of Akers and Henderson, we both know they're going to be involved. After them is where it becomes interesting. You have a couple of undrafted guys in Xavier Jones and Raymond Calais who were with the Rams last year, some of which was with the 53-man roster, some of which was with the practice squad, but two guys that I think have some potential and they could carve out some roles in this offense, maybe as pass catching backs or guys that ultimately contribute, you know, on special teams, maybe as special teams returners. So 
guys that have the potential to make this roster and not only that but actually find themselves a role in some playing time and some snaps on a team that could be very good this season the last two names Jake Funk, seventh-round pick that the Rams just drafted not too long ago out of Maryland, a supremely talented athlete, but you know it's going to be very hard for him to make an impact in his rookie season. And then the last name, Otis Anderson, who I don't actually know personally or all too well, an undrafted free agent, a guy that I'm assuming is also a rookie this season, so not much known about him, and it's obviously going to be a hard time for him to make the roster as well, but the Rams have a very interesting running back room. I feel like the first two names are very slotted in in terms of their workload and what we can expect out of them this season. After them, it becomes interesting to see, can Xavier Jones carve out a role here? Is Raymond Calais going to be a guy that can ultimately find a role? Is Jake Funk going to be a guy that maybe contributes on special teams? Or, you know, can any of these guys find themselves as a pass catching back in the offense? Or is it just going to be very heavily the Akers and Henderson show? Or is Sean McVay going to go back to the days of the Todd Gurley pure workhorse style? We're going to give this guy 300 touches in a season. And, you know, if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. But this is our guy. And we're going to live and die by this philosophy and ride with the Cam Akers and ride him right into the ground. It's going to be very fascinating to see how they divvy up the snaps. And not only that, but in which roles these guys ultimately play. Because I think, you know, when you look at this roster... These guys could ultimately find themselves in different roles, and I think they all have the potential to contribute in a variety of roles, whether that's as a pass catcher, maybe as a short yardage goal line style of back, maybe as a guy, you know, on first and second and third downs as a straight up running back, somebody that's going to be able to block coming into the backfield on passing downs or third downs or something like that. Maybe a guy that's a special teamer. It's going to be very fascinating to see just how they divvy up these snaps. And before we dive into really what we expect out of this room, we're going to take a spin back to last year in the next segment and just give a quick recap of how things went last season for the Rams and ultimately how they use their running backs and how some of those snaps are going to open up for this new group going into next season. And while we've got you, come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP and the page at Locked On Rams. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs are closing up and nearly getting to an end. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the second segment of this Thursday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. And I mentioned before the break that we're going to spend this segment right here talking about the review or the recap of last season the 2020 NFL season for the Rams and specifically their running back group how these guys did you know how many opportunities they got in terms of rushing attempts or receiving attempts whatever the case may be it's going to be very fascinating to see you know just how much was on the table for each of these guys and then when you project going forward into this season How much is ultimately going to be available for these guys and some of the new names that we maybe haven't seen or whatever the case is, I'm very fascinated to see just how much is going to be available for these names, whether that's a Cam Akers with a very solidified type of role or somebody like an Xavier Jones who's still trying to find his way in this league. Now, 
looking back to last season, and this is going to include the playoffs as well because I feel like that was when we really began to see the Cam Akers show take over, and it really started to sift itself out in terms of the workloads in the running back room. So mind you, this is 16 weeks in the regular season, and then the two playoff games included. In terms of the attempts, the Rams did use three running backs last season, by the way. Akers led the way with 191 rushing attempts, Henderson in second with 138, and Malcolm Brown behind those two guys with 110, and as you guys probably know and remember, Brown did leave the Rams in free agency, they did not bring him back, and he is now with the Miami Dolphins, so that does open up a whole lot of usage in terms of what he did for the Rams for either Akers or Henderson to scoop up or some of these other names to potentially pick up. Now, looking at the yardage, Akers, again, led the way with 846, Henderson behind him at 624, and then Brown in third at 449, so roughly 200 yards separating each tier of player there. The touchdowns very close, four for Akers, five apiece for Henderson and Brown, not too much of a difference there. Missed tackles forced per attempt, so we're looking at the efficiency of how these guys were in terms of creating missed tackles on defenders and acres forced 0.14 missed tackles per attempt henderson came in first with 0.16 and brown came in second with 0.15 so acres did come in third in that regard but mind you the more carries you get the more likely this number is going to come down because obviously you're going to be put into certain positions where it's not going to be vital that you break a tackle, but it's also just going to be vital to you know kill time on the clock or certain things like that where you're maybe not given as much of an opportunity to create in terms of the tackle breaking ability. But it's very interesting still to see that Daryl Henderson, you cannot sleep on this guy. He led the way with 0.16 in terms of that figure. So you're clearly looking at a guy that Yeah, he's going to take what's given to him in terms of the blocking. But when he gets to that second level, he has the creativity, the balance, the strength, the vision, all of this stuff, the leg drive to ultimately be able to create, you know, afterwards, even when he gets into contact with defenders, he's able to shrug these guys off and still create more after that. So clearly a guy that is going to be a running back too, I think going into the season, but you could make the case that he could start on some NFL teams and be a legitimate running back one. Now you look at the yards per carry, 4.4 for Akers. Again, Henderson leading the way with 4.5 and Brown coming in at third with 4.1. Yards after contact per attempt, 3.0 for Akers, 2.7 for Henderson, and 2.2 for Brown. So I think you're looking at a legitimate you know, three-headed monster from last year. And we know that there was some extenuating circumstances that kind of led to this in terms of, you know, Cam Akers starts to get going in that week three game against the Eagles and then falls on a football and he hurts his rib cage, tears up some rib cartilage there, and then he's knocked out for six, seven, eight weeks where he can't really contribute. So then you see Daryl Henderson step into a bit of a featured role and then Malcolm Brown eventually gets hurt. So a lot of ups and downs in terms of the usage and the injury stuff there, but still, very fascinating to see just the split in terms of the numbers. And it was ultimately, you know, a three-headed monster up until late in that year where that Patriots game, I believe it was on Thursday Night Football, that's where it felt like it really began to transition into the Acres show. I think he had 29 carries in that game. The Rams were running him into the ground, and they never really looked back after that. There was multiple games where he was playing 60, 65, 70% of the snaps on offense, and he was getting... 20, 22, 25 touches or rushing attempts per game after that mark. So it really began 
to look like DK Maker show. Now, when you look at their ability to play as receivers, again, all three guys were included to some degree. K Maker's the smallest, but Malcolm Brown, 25 receptions on 34 targets, led in both of those categories. K Makers came in last in both with 14 receptions on 17 targets. And Henderson, 16 receptions on 22 targets. So pretty even for most guys. That was, you know, a total of 55 receptions from that entire group on 73 targets. So, you know, a decent amount of usage in terms of the receiving capabilities for these guys. The total yards, you're looking at a very, very close amount between these guys. 175 for Brown, 174 for Akers, 159 for Henderson. Not much is really separating these guys, but I think when you look at that, you start to feel good about a guy like Cam Akers because in the receiving yards per reception metric, and this is all from Pro Football Focus, by the way, Akers led the way with 12.4, which is a very strong figure. Henderson next up with a 9.9, and then Brown, who's a lot less dynamic than those two guys with a seven. So you can really start to begin to see the difference between you know just a dump off for a five-yard gain versus a dump off that is a five-yard gain that turns into a 23-yard gain because said player is a lot more explosive or he's better at creating after the catch or after contact or whatever the case is. Brown, again, the yards per route run metric, which is one of the golden grails of PFF receiving metrics, Brown comes in last with a 0.62, a very weak figure. Akers in first with a 1.14. And Henderson second, 1.08. I think it does a good job of just explaining this was a legitimate three-headed monster. But I'm not sure that we can expect that to be the case going into this next season because there is no more Malcolm Brown, one. Two, I think K-Makers is going to be a lot more comfortable with you know, not just knowing the playbook, but with the speed of the NFL. And three, ultimately, I don't think it's fair to expect a guy like Akers to get hurt or Henderson to pull up at the end of the season with a hamstring injury or a Brown to come in and get injured. It's very hard to predict that stuff. So at this point in time, I tend to think that it probably will lean towards the Akers show, but we're going to discuss more of that going into the final segment. We're going to take a look at the current roster and try to project some interesting things in terms of the statistics maybe or the playing time for these guys and their potential roles going into this next season. And while we've got you, make sure to check back in tomorrow for our Fan Mail Friday edition of the Locked on Rams podcast as we typically do here on Fridays. The fitness industry is incredibly confusing and oversaturated with BS. I'd like to think that my word holds a lot of weight as I've lost 155 pounds over the last two and a half years. Throughout that time, I was looking for the best protein bar, the best protein company, and finally found one called the Built Bar. I'm telling you guys, there is nothing quite like it. They have so many delicious flavors. They're also super delicious. They're healthy. They're low in calories, low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber, and they even work for you on a keto diet, and the texture is unlike any other protein bar I've ever tried. You even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, the Los Angeles Clippers are back in the game. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment and maybe the most interesting segment of this day where we're going to spend this last couple minutes, 10 minutes segment portion of the episode to discuss the projections or potential roles that these guys may hold in this running back room 
for the Rams going into this next season. Now, I'm very fascinated to see just what Sean McVay is going to do with this group. I tend to think personally that K-Makers will lead the way, and I'm pretty sure that most people do agree with that. But I don't think that they're just going to shelve a guy like Henderson and not use anybody else in that running back room and just give K-Makers one of those 2017 2018 Todd Gurley workloads where you're going to run the rock 220 times in a season he's going to catch another 60 passes and he's just going to be worn right into the ground I don't think that's really in the wheelhouse here now I do think he's still going to lead the way maybe in terms of the rushing I think you could expect acres to receive maybe 65 maybe 70 percent of the rushing attempts something along those lines where you can expect to see a Henderson scoop up what remains maybe like a 60 40 type of split or uh you know a 60 30 10 with another player coming in behind if obviously injuries start to play a role i think it's going to be still heavily skewed towards ak makers you know he should be given enough volume to still be able to be one of those running backs where he gets 16 18 maybe even 20 attempts maybe 25 attempts some game if he's really really feeling it and he's doing well you want to continue to feed him I think he's going to be one of those guys, but I still do think that the Rams are going to find a way to get Daryl Henderson in that backfield because he himself is still a very explosive runner as well, and you want to get a guy like that six touches, maybe eight touches a game. Now, the Rams have a very deep wide receiver core. They have a very deep running back room, so it is going to be hard to get all of these guys their deserved touches, but the good thing is is that everyone here is pretty talented so they should be able to make the most out of whatever touches they're given it's not necessarily the sheer volume of touches that's going to be important it's more so going to be the efficiency of those touches right you want to be a guy that averages five yards per carry and gets 120 attempts as opposed to a guy that gets 200 attempts but averages 3.6 yards per carry that's not going to be as good so i think ultimately k maker should lead the way as the running back one as a rusher especially and Daryl Henderson could be that change of pace guy that comes in behind him you know they might give Akers a certain break every now and again in terms of drives or something like that or you know Henderson may be able to step in if he's doing better than Akers or whatever the case is like that I think it should lead and skew in the favor of Akers when it comes to the running game but Henderson should still have a role in that regard and I think there should be a third running back whether that's an Xavier Jones or somebody else that could still steal a few carries every now and again. But I think for the most part, in terms of the rushing aspect, you can expect to see a lot of acres and a fair amount of Henderson too. Now, in terms of what's left over, I tend to think that Henderson might be used the most as a receiving back. I do think that he has those capabilities in his game you've seen it last season where you know he catches a touchdown from Jared Goff I believe then there was another one in that Eagles game where he runs a Texas route and he's open for a touchdown but Jared Goff just overthrows him a little bit and so obviously the pass wasn't completed but I tend to think that Henderson might actually lead the way as a receiver out of this group because if you're going to use Akers as a runner for the most part you probably want to try and conserve him a little bit as a receiver or in terms of his opportunity share or snaps in general and if that's the case well you do have a Henderson who's still very explosive he can run good routes he's got good hands and this is a guy that you want out in space with the ball in his hands because like we said he led the way in terms of the missed tackles forced last season from this running back room so if that's a guy that can create missed tackles 
you want that out in space one-on-one with a linebacker or with a safety or with whoever because he's proven that he can make those guys miss and that he's going to create yardage after contact. So I tend to think that Henderson might actually lead the way in yards or targets, especially out of that running back room. But I don't think it's going to be insanely skewed in his direction because looking at it from a different perspective, Akers might still be the best blocker out of that group in terms of, you know, coming out of the backfield and being an extra blocker for Matthew Stafford in third and long situations or whatever the case is. Akers should still see a fair amount of snaps on third down because I do tend to think that he's probably the most consistent blocker out of that group. And the Rams don't really have a big bodied guy like Malcolm Brown like they had last season where they could just plug him in and he's so big and so strong that he could really take on whoever. And, you know, even looking at the pass blocking snaps last year, Malcolm Brown led the way with 67 and behind him was Akers with 24, Henderson with 23. So still very close between those guys. I tend to think they're going to split up a lot of the third down workload in terms of, you know, breaking it down the numbers. I think it might be something like 45% for Akers, 45% for Daryl Henderson, and then that last remaining, you know, 10%. For whoever it may be, maybe an Xavier Jones, maybe a Jake Funk, whoever that third running back might be that separates themselves as a potential pass protector or as a guy that may be a standout on special teams and can actually, you know, be on the active game day roster of 45 players or even a guy that just has those receiving chops in his game that can create as a receiver. That's how I think the breakdown will be from that running back room as receivers. Could be split between Akers and Henderson, 45-45%. And then those final 10%, you can divvy that up between running back three, running back four, whoever that might be. But I do think that Henderson might actually lead the way in terms of targets, yards, receptions, whatever the case is, as a running back out of that group. But like I said, in totality here, I do think Akers will get the most usage out of this group. I think Henderson will come up behind him and will have a legitimate role in this offense still because I tend to believe that Sean McVay is not going to run Akers right into the floor like he did with Gurley. I believe that he learned his lesson there and he's going to want to try and extend all of these guys' usage and availability going into week 15, 16, 17 into the playoffs because this is a team that has intentions and has the want to try and get to you know, an NFC championship game or a Super Bowl game. And if that's the case, now with 17 games on the schedule, it's going to be even harder than ever to try and get these running backs so much work and still try and rely on them to be healthy. And that's why I think the Rams are in a really good position with the running back room because they have two guys that are very established in this regard in Henderson and Akers, who I think you can 100% rely on to be rushers or receivers or to be guys that can both handle a workhorse style of load. But at the same time, you have guys behind them who you know we haven't seen much of yet, but could still separate themselves. And a guy that I'm looking at is someone like Xavier Jones, who I think has legitimate ability in this league. And when you have three running backs or four running backs in the same room that are capable of doing a variety of things, I think you're set up for success. And ultimately, I do believe that the Rams are going to have a very, very solid running back room this season, led by K-Makers, that change of pace back coming in behind him in Daryl Henderson, helping extend Akers' availability late into the season. And then the inevitable third running back might be Xavier Jones. I think he tends to be the favorite right now. Could be Jake Funk, could be Raymond Clay, could be a number of guys. I tend to believe that person will also get a little bit of a workload, mostly on special teams in this season. 
But I do believe that the Rams are very, very well set at this spot, and deservedly so because they have invested a lot into this position. You're talking about a second-round pick in Akers, a third-round pick in Daryl Henderson that the Rams traded two third-round picks to move up to go grab, and then a number of players that they also are very high on in Xavier Jones and a seventh-round pick in Jake Funk. And that is going to do it for this running back training camp positional review and preview we're going to continue along with this series i would love to hear what you guys think of this running back room you can tell us on twitter you can find me at qb's mep or the page at locked on rams and we're going to continue with this series next up is the wide receiver position obviously that one is going to be a very very fun one to break down because we have no idea what to expect in terms of the opportunity share of those guys and just a reminder Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.